and welcome to Gotta Jabru, the podcast where two friends talk about our two favorite things, fish and beer. I am the Liza. Fish and beer. I am the kid. And uh, I love that song, Stealing Time from the Faulty Plan. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's like slightly cliche because I feel like it's, uh, it's very hippie in its own way. It's like a, it's like a slight cliche of what fish is, but it's so rocking. First of all, fuck you. How dare you say this is I got, a I got, song. I got a granola a... bar and some green tea, man. Oh, you're saying the lyrics. Shit's, you know, it's oh, okay. fucking, that's a bit much. You but know it's a good song. It's... And, uh, sorry, just, you know, just while we're on it. Uh, 627 2010 that's today this day in fish and uh-huh. it's at Meriwether Post Pavilion in Maryland nice I hope that's we I go that to that, uh, that venue that's a legendary venue yeah they redid it too so I guess it is worthwhile while going to I just hear the lawn seats are really like well they redid it for ranked. the worse yeah they redid it for the worse w- worse if you're on the lawn uh, I, I mean, I thought they redid it like they redid the seats and they like, they lowered the, uh, roof cover to the part that covers the seats. So if you're sitting on the lawn, like on top of the hill, you're like eye level with the roof. That sucks. Yeah. Which kind of makes no sense at all. and kind of fucks everyone in the field. Yeah. That's lame. But that song wasn't lame, and yeah, that venue is legendary. I I still can't believe you said, fucking, <laughs> I can't believe you said this song is hippie. It's it's, like it's super it's, funky. It's it's not it's it's a song that like if people were like if I was debating this and people were like oh fish is fucking stupid hippies like that that's a song they could point to and I would be like point you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd lose that battle nine times out of ten. I think if you understand fish and you know that they started in f- Vermont and yeah. like they're writing a song based on what they know, and I think everybody where they were going to college would eat Cliff bars and drink tea and shit. I mean, I do both those things, but yeah, I'm pretty big hippie. <laughs> So I'm saying, like, can you imagine, like, a dude who's into, like, metal being like, oh, yeah, fucking Cliff Bars and green tea. <laughs> you know? You know yeah. what I'm saying. I'm slightly playing the devil's advocate, but I, I do like that song. I picked that song to open this sh- show. And it's episode 20. Hard to believe. The show is 20 episodes young. Yeah, our podcast can almost drink. Almost. Not one year. It's got one more, one more episode, yeah. We should do something special for the 21. We should do liquor. (laughs) We're going to make our podcast take 21 shots in an hour. (laughs) It's going to die. All right, cool. So I want to... Let's jump right into beer. I mean, let's let's, uh, jump right into fish, not beer. (laughs) Sorry, I got beer on the brain and now liquor, but let's get back to fish. Um, I decided to pull up some of the questions that I have asked in For the Love of Fish, the Facebook group that I started after getting kicked out of Addicted to Fish. Um, The first question that I uh, asked that I thought of, like, I wouldn't say that I thought it was of worth. It's the first one that generated a healthy thread. By healthy thread, there's there's 150 people in it. And I think like... How many comments? 
30, 40 people have commented on. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right? Good, I don't know. I, I really have zero to gauge that by. Uh, I lied. There's like five people who responded. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, you just interrupt you real quick. You left off like the last time we did this, and you did uh, fish desserts. You left off some really good ones because I went back and I read what people wrote. Krispy Kremes, dude. Yeah, it's a donut. That's not yeah, inventive at all. Yeah, a dozen donuts, like donuts, fishman. Donuts. Well, it'd be a baker's dozen, so it's, thir- it's thirteen. It's, donuts. it's cute. It's it's cutesy. Yeah, well, it was to, pretty to, lame. to the questions today. <laughs> Um, Hot cha. If you could jam with any member of the band, Oof, this who, is really tough. Who would it be and why? First of all, we have to assume that you can play something. You can play triangle. So mm-hmm. who, who who would you play triangle with? <laughs> I can pretend to sing. I mean, I can sing as well as I can. So whoa, it see like you're. This is this is tough. Again, because you're asking somebody who doesn't know how to actually play an instrument. So I look at it from my, you know, feeble novice point of view as just who I'd want to hang out with the longest. Oh, uh, that's a and be, and be around the longest. A good way to think about it because you're going to be spending time with them in a space. Either Paige or Trey. So. Those two are my favorite anyway. So either one of those. Trey for the stories and Paige just because he's a really musical genius. So I would just watch what he does without me like chiming in and playing. But you'd think that they'd want me to learn how to play something and like the jam together and like we teach each other something. Yeah. Um, that was most of the answers were Trey. Uh, He's popular. Paige was a close second. I He's would popular. say Fishman. I would play with Fishman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Fishman's pretty cool too. He could hang. Fishman is by far one of the tightest drummers I've ever had the pleasure of seeing play. Yeah, yeah, and, sure, sure. I'm, uh, not, I'm not denying that. One of my favorite moments in life was at my first fish show, so uh, New Haven, Connecticut, 2010. It's like June something, I don't remember. Um, I took uh, a high school friend of mine who was also the drummer in my high school band, uh-huh. Uh Day Day is his uh nickname. And uh he <laughs> He was into drums, so was he into no, fishman? No, no, no. He he was a really good drummer but and and obviously What was, was his fish career like? He, he was into fish? He only went to see this show and one other show after this the show the next day. Oh, he just it. went with you because you guys were friends. Yeah. Got it. And Copy. again, we went because we were told we could do the most amount of drugs in one place at one time. We didn't really care about the band first anyway he sees uh fishman start playing and he's he ended up going to college for uh classical drums like he won a competition he was the best multi-percussionist in the country he's a really 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 gifted drummer um and he's watching fishman play and he turns over and he looks at me he goes dude this dude's fucking crazy like he plays the drums slightly early so it's like if the, if the downbeat is where it's supposed to be, he plays like one like 32nd or like 64th like behind the beat. And it makes it sound so incredibly tight because he's always like slightly before. So like by the time the delay happens across everybody, like by the time the sound that like he strikes the drum head and the person hears it, like they're on the downbeat. Yeah, that's crazy. So and he's like a freaking clock, like a Swiss made clock. He never falls off beat. Like a metronome. That's why they can do that crazy shit. We did that one episode where I was showing you the different uh, time signatures. True. And you can lock that shit in, and it's never an issue. He's like one of the best 
drummers ever. So if I had to play with a member of the band, it's like, why would I, I, I play keyboards and I sing, I can sing better than all of them. No biggie there. Like, I'm not going to also just sing with them if I'm going to jam with them. I and would. then it's like, I wouldn't pick Paige because Paige is a way better keyboard player than I am. And I would just get But you wouldn't want to learn from him? That's what I'm saying. I Your get, answer is crazy no, to me no, no, because no, no. you play to, an instrument that exists within the band. Why would you not want to like mentor under, like apprentice under that your idol? Because that's not the question. I'm not mentoring under him. I'm jamming with him. I'm going to do this one time <sighs> and one time only. I want to have the most fun possible. Yeah. I'm not going to go into a jam and be like, hey, can you That's teach me That's why I want to hang out with Trey, just better? to like hear all his stories. And then I have but, so much to regale with all my friends for fish years but, thereafter. But you're not answering the question because you'd want to hang out with Are you going to be okay at Summer Stage next weekend, by the way? Oh, I might piss my pants. It's Trey. It's uh, just Trey. It's just Trey. Yeah, but I might pull one of those like, what's your favorite beer? Because I'm drinking beer and this is Sierra Nevada event. What's your favorite beer? <laughs> oh, yeah? Would you ever talk about beer? Would you talk about beer on You're, You beer do understand podcast? you're not going to get to meet Trey Anastasia. Shh, can, I'm just saying, are you going to be okay? Like, Because if he when he does solo, he's going to tell a bunch of stories and play everything solo. Oh, this is him by himself? I thought it was Trey Anastasio band. No. Oh, no. Just Trey Anastasio solo so i'll say this uh when he did his solo tour and he played morristown new jersey uh one of the fish groups that i was in live streamed the whole thing um i, did, I watched the whole thing as well yeah so you could like go back and rewatch it and when i tr- when i got to doing it i got through like two songs and had to turn it off i just couldn't watch it why because it's him by himself and I, I think he gets worse as a singer when he's by himself yeah, that he, may be true. He doesn't that have may be the true. support, and he's like more exposed. And then on top of that, like it, it just—I don't know if that gets in his head, but he just doesn't keep. See, I and appreciate that because it forces change. It forces difference, and it forces him to play the songs differently. What does that even mean? I, oh, I, I get what you're saying. He, he you're has saying, to play different renditions of the songs because he's doing it just by himself with an acoustic yeah, guitar. And he's got to use he uses a loop pedal. There's a, like he has to build layers on shit because he's playing by himself. I get what you're saying. He, about sees, that, he like, sings songs that have harmonies and he sings both parts. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's just different. It's different and nice because it's different, man. It's a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Be outside Central Park mm-hmm. on the night sky. Listen, I would gladly go to an event. And hear like Trey, like what's that fucking show that they have where they sit down with the Actors Guild guy with the beard, and he talks to them about their career? James yeah. Lipton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I'll, I'll gladly pay and go to see that with Trey Anastasio. And someone just like grilling him like that. That's sure. cool. Sure, sure. But I would enjoy that more than what we're about to see. I think. <laughs> well. I'm still going to go, and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I think it'll be cool. For all you New Yorkers, Trey's playing next Summer f- Stage, Central that? Park. That's next Friday. Next Friday, the What's 6th. The 6th. July 6th. Yeah. It'll be a nice way to wind down your July 4th we'll festivities. You know what I really want to do with that show? I would but. like to take a s- tiny little field recorder with me yeah. and like ask people questions. And yeah, then that'd be great. have the audio from that on the next episode after that. We've tried doing this several times and you always veto it, so I'd love for you to try. Uh, I always just forget, honestly. Mm, and it's like, you, it's like you're working at a show, but I've now... Rec- I've recorded things several times on the field recorder and you've told me that's absolutely unusable. Oh, yeah. But that's because like... That's for like editing purposes. But like now that we're just going to be playing back the audio, I think it'll be... I think it'll work. We're going to try well, it. TBD, maybe for 
Big 21. <laughs> you never know. We'll, no, have, we'll at least have something no. musical and relevant to talk about because we'll have seen Trey. I was going to say, I think, the, I think the podcast will be 22 at that point, but all the more reason to oh, do it. Oh, yeah, whatever. I'm bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> well, your 22 birthday, uh, 22nd birthday is always that birthday where it's like, uh, well, I hit 21. Now what? <laughs> so it'll be a nice, uh, nice push. I literally thought I was a year older than I am this whole year. <laughs> I thought I was turning a pivotal birthday, and it actually is not yeah. such. Well, anyway, I would play with Fishman. Cool. Awesome. I, I, w- I would hang out with Trey. I, can't, I couldn't play with any of them, so I would just hang out with Trey. That's my answer. Yeah. What did people say? It was a tie you said between Trey and Fish. Uh, no, Trey, Trey and Paige. So one person said Paige, of course, but I bread and butter with the other three any day. Another guy said Trey, uh, he'd be able to hang with anything and would make me better. See, that's what and I'm saying. So I, then I asked him pre or post Coventry <laughs> and he said he was amazing. Most of pre Coventry, I'd say 83 to 2000 Trey and 2009 to present Trey. And then I said, I'd love to hang with 98 Trey or Paige. And he said 98 was the shit my favorite year for sure. See, that's a whole other different <laughs> layer. See, now now you're really diving into a magical picture you're painting for yourself. What yeah. year you'd want to hang out with them in? That's that's going beyond. That's silliness. It's no, imaginary. It's that's foo-foo land. That's game hinge land. Yeah, I mean, this kind of, the reason I said Paige as well is like this, like you're saying, gains a whole other layer of like, where were they in that moment in time? So it's like 98 for me is when they're starting to hit that like like true cow funk phase. And that's the shit that I like the most. Like would jam yeah, with them yeah, but again, you're, you're putting your own filter on this question. I mean, I'm saying you, I mean, with any question, you can take it as deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah, or manipulate it as much as you want. That's yeah, my point. You can subdivide Honestly, it. if I'm just hanging out with one of them, it would probably be Mike. Because he likes to go to coffee shops. <laughs> and I like to do the same thing. So he's I might like, hang out with him. Yeah, and he's into photography. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'd have a fun day. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. I would hang out with Fishman, of course. Fishman. But I would hang out with like <laughs> 89 Fishman. <laughs> oh, and he was like fucking batshit. Yeah, well, he was still like, you know, he's around, you know, college age. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's it's like buckwild. Raging, yeah. Buckwild. I'd party the shit out of fucking any party with fishman it'd be great i think this question's ultimately always just going to boil down to who you like most in the band and you can like i said you can manipulate it any way you want to say that's the answer to this question Mm. again uh, whatever i come at this from a very theoretical whatever just next question (laughs) okay this this one's a good one uh i have to find the responses but i have a better question for you who would you want to go shopping with oh my god really it can be any type of shopping food shopping clothes shopping music shopping for instruments any type of shopping fishman for sure the dude plays drums with dildos trey dude no way bittersweet motel no way. Searching for Dude, a whip. Trey, Trey apparently when he started his um, Baker's Dozen was like spotted in like CVS buying insoles for his shoes so he could stand on stage. Yeah, that's just a, a hilarious anecdote because he's old. Yeah. Again, I would <laughs> fishman. That's why he sits. He's going to be sitting on a nice little chair on his rug with his tea. <laughs> Cold green tea. Oh my god! Um, if Fish had perfect vocals, what covers Oof. would you have them perform? 
Oh, Beach Boys for sure, right? We do have to do a Beach Boys. Have they ever covered Beach Boys? No. They don't have the capacity to do no that. No way. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. Beach Boys is what I would say. Yeah. Interesting. But or like maybe maybe the police. Beach Boys. Maybe this the police. Is really funny. Have they covered the police? Roxanne. Yeah, That'd they be good. Did do that? Did I think they? They did do Roxanne. They tend um, to they tend to do a lot of like um like blue grassy rock and roll where like basically all those people also have bad voices so it's like they're covering people that already don't really know how to sing that well so it's not that far off yeah I huh. don't know I I feel like what you just said kind of bothers me because uh Why? uh they covered so lonely by the way eleven fourteen ninety eight. Because you're basically saying now that you can lean on their vocals, like you're going to pick a song that is a little more basic in terms of the musicianship to, to let the vocals like be like... Yeah, yeah, yes. Four-part harmonies and shit. How about Beyonce on top? <laughs> who's going to sing it? Who, who All sings, of them. Who sings Beyonce? They layer part? it. They layer it. <laughs> like they round robin on it. Top, on top. Yeah, yeah. Oh layer it. Oh, my God. This is your opening Pandora. Like, uh, close the box. This is great. I love. I love box. this question. I have so much to <laughs> so much to throw out. I'm just spitballing here. But okay. Okay. Let me let me try to direct this a little bit. So if they if if they had perfect vocals, but only one of them was singing, what would they cover? Ooh, that's tough. I don't know. So like one person takes lead. There's not really that much harmonies going on. If there are, there's like one or two other harmonies. I don't know. Like Beyonce would fit into that category, obviously. Um, I would say uh, Whitney Houston's "I Want to Dance with Somebody." Yeah, uh, it's got the awesome keyboard part for Trey. This, or I'm sorry, Paige. The so you're just trying to part. appeal to my sensibilities right now. No, I think it would actually be really awesome. Uh, if they had to do harmonies, <coughs> excuse me. If they had to do harmonies, I would. I'd probably say, I mean, how many harmonies? Two? Four? We should do some Mariah Three? Carey. Three, two? Eh. That's still back. There's only back four on bands. Uh, there's only four members in the band, so you can't do more than four more than harmony. Four. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I would pick a different song depending on how many harmonies I have to figure out. Oh, God. So you're taking the fun out of this. You literally have sucked <laughs> all the fun out of this, and you're like just being fucking lame. I just think I can go deeper down this rabbit hole than you can. I think that this is the reason why you spend time on Facebook and I don't give a shit. And this is an actual <laughs> fun exercise for me because I just say what's on my head and in my mind and what I immediately picture comes to my head. Oh, yeah. You do it like a uh, ink blot. Yeah, exactly. It's just an ink blot. impulse. Whatever oh, comes man. immediately comes to my Okay. Here's a, here's, a, here's a question. If you were going to get a fish-related tattoo, what would you get and why? A fish-related tattoo. You better write notes. You better take this down for your precious group. <laughs> oh, you want me to ask them? Yeah. Um, I better tell them where you have them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can go anywhere from like really, 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 really obtuse, like where it looks like you're getting like your skin cut away and underneath is fish minnows. Yeah, to, I've said that in the past. To <laughs> like super subtle, really coy, like small, understated. No, I feel like if you're giving me like the a opportunity to, for a cactus. No, if you're giving or an me an ocelot. If you're giving me the opportunity to go all out, I want. Yeah. What's the dude who teaches you how to paint clouds and bushes and shit? Um, Bob Ross. He's dead. 
Yeah, and I, I know very he's dead. Good. But I would want a Bob Ross style portrait of <gasps> Game Henge on my back. It would take up my whole back. Hmm. And in fact, somehow I wish. Would you, I was would like you way draw it yourself? So it like, would no. you draw it yourself, or no. you would take it from something? No, I would just tell, and I would tell an artist that who also, or a tattoo artist that also knows fish, and tell him that, and let him just do his thing. I almost got my tattoo today. Like a, it would be like the castle. The lizards would be at the bottom farming and shit. Like so, you would basically explain like, the entire story of Gamehenge to him, and then have him or her do something no, for you. If we're doing this in a perfect world, the tattoo artist is also in the fish and knows exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, see, yeah, that is, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, he'll cool. figure it out. Yeah, that's cool. He might I, have. I he that. might have what's his face, uh, Colonel Forbin. Uh, leaning up on the tree and like there's trees on the right. I don't know. He goes, I'm telling you if he's smart, he'll freaking Mona Lisa this shit. And like, but you would leave it in their hands completely. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're getting it on your back, so you never have to see it. Yeah. And it, I'm just trusting. Well, I get to see him draw it out and I would have to agree with it, but it would be crazy. Cause again, Bob Ross, like there'd be like a lot of shading and colors and shit. It would look like a fucking portrait on my back. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I also could never get that tattoo. I'm too much. I've never gotten a tattoo in my life. There's no way I could sit through that. Be like hours and hours. Yeah, it's also like not my style at all. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. But yeah. What about you? If you had to get a a fish tattoo right now? Honestly, I don't know. I probably will never get one just out of indecision, like sheer indecision of wanting a bunch of different things. I don't know. It's a really good question. Yeah, I have. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. It'll I, come to me. I would say if I had tattoos, to, find you. You don't find them. I was gonna say if I had to do one like on dogs. my on my like the side of my finger, which a lot of people do because it's like kind of out of the way or whatever. I would do a book. It's a T-shirt already. The book with uh, the page suspended in the middle. Uh huh. Greater sign, and then a lunch tray. Yeah, it's so fucking hipster. I would punch you in your page fucking greater than tray face. That's the worst. That's the worst answer to this question. I would do. I would do it on. Just made me hate you, and I want to move on. I on my left hand. I would do it on the left side of my middle finger, and I could just flip people off and be like, "Page is greater than tree." Oh dear lord. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Oh man. So um, I did see um, via the social media that uh, tickets started shipping today. Oh, for what? For summer tour. For all of them? Uh, I don't know. I just saw a bunch of people. They posted their inbox and it said, your order is shipped. Your order is shipped. Huh. So tickets should start going out today. Cool. I The only physical tickets that I have are f- for Merriweather. Yeah. And they're like, because I bought them like through the venue there, not like in the lottery. You're talking about the lottery. Huh. I, I didn't win anything talking. for the lottery. Most of the time you get, uh, I, I feel like even sometimes you can lottery and you get a Ticketmaster stub. Sometimes. I think for the most, I guess it depends on the Let venue. me know when you start seeing pictures pop up on social media. I'm curious to see what the tickets look like. Yeah, 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 we'll do. They're different for every uh, location, right? Um, You mean like the artwork on the ticket? Yeah, yeah. It's not an all-encompassing thing. Like they're going to have tickets for Camden that are like Camden unique. They're going to have tickets for like... Like, they're going to have tickets for every place that are unique, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. The same way they have posters that are unique for every, like, yeah. Cool. Same thing. 
Cool, 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 cool. Unless cool. you get a Ticketmaster ticket <laughs> or a printed ticket, then you just get paper, which is, which honestly I think sucks. I think they should like somehow be able to do the artwork. It's the internet. Figure yeah, it out. I mean, like at this point, like. <laughs> no, it's the internet. Figure it out. Um, okay. but yeah. I think the last thing I want to talk about. Yeah. And it's it's something that you and I have argued about several times on this podcast. Great. Um, is your undeniable love for fish. And I, again, think this is some altruistic bullshit. So I challenge you. Mm-hmm. This is a question. Mm-hmm. But I challenge you. Mm-hmm. Tell me one thing you don't like about fish. Mm, this is tough. Uh, how expensive their tickets are and how quickly they go on sale right after the previous show. So that honestly is the one thing that I kind of like secretly resent them for. Yeah. So this is actually really interesting. Uh, this has come up in many a fish group I've been on on Facebook where people show other bands. Uh, one band actually made it so that what the, whatever venue they were playing, people actually had to physically go to the venue and present ID and buy a ticket. And then the rule was when you showed up for the show, you had to present your, your like, license and they like checked you off a list so people can resell their tickets basically yeah if you bought a ticket to the show either you went or you didn't you just the ticket was set on fire huh that's weird um i think i just think like it's becoming like you have to have so much money now to like go see fish and it's kind of depressing well a large for me because i'm not rich i'm not a rich man (laughs) well a large part of it is the fact that you have to like go on Ticketmaster and order them on Ticketmaster so people get these bots that go in and scoop up all the best tickets and then resell them. So it's it's actually really interesting. A fish show will sell out in what, like five minutes, depending on the show? And like if it's a, like, you know, Halloween sold out in like a minute, fucking 90 it's seconds. It's quick, yeah, it's quick. If it's, um, if it's a highly publicized show, it's quick, yeah. So if I paid $10,000 for a bot that lets me scoop up all like the freaking general admissions or 100 section tickets and then I turn around and I sell them for $300 a pop like it's it's just such a bullshit thing now and I there's people who argue that like reselling should just be a thing it's just like capitalism at its best like if people are willing to pay it they should be allowed to but there's also a thing to me where it's like you're kind of this is why people can't have nice things and you're ruining it for everybody else because i would gladly everything should be a lottery every venue should have a massive lottery for the tickets and everybody should be able to pay face value for it i don't understand why they can't even do that and i'm pretty sure it's just because they want to prorate tickets and make people have to pay more it's fucking bullshit no i think it's because different venues go through different ticket suppliers like you, so you have to get your tickets through a specific ticket supplier if you're playing at a said venue, right? But like, how do they choose? And mo- I feel like most of them are Ticketmaster. Sometimes it's like Ticketfly. Sometimes or it's like eTicket. Yeah. yeah, like sometimes they're different. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- you know, I always want to think that Fish does things with the greatest uh, love and affinity and wanting their fans to be happy as they can. But I mean, like they set their tour schedules. They don't set their ticket. Do they set their ticket pricing? Uh, they definitely have to have a play in that. 
Yeah, it's weird. I don't it's how know. much money they want to make off. I'm t- I'm talking about how, and I guess this is like super lame that I'm like complaining how often they play, but like I, I'm more like I'm complaining about how like I had purchased my curveball tickets like last year, a whole year before. You know what I mean? I I had to have that money like right after like New Year's run. Like um, my point is the way that they're like staggering ticket sales now. I don't know. Maybe this has always been the case for every artist, and I've just never noticed because I've never been into one and wanted to go to so many shows. But like summer stage, like tri- like tickets are sold out already. Like, and they went on till April twenty seventh or something, like a month ago. I don't know. I guess I'm just not a planner, and I don't like have a lot of forethought. And that's like two months ago. But I want I uh, want like things to just be like instantly given to me. If the I problem. Do them. I mean, let's be real. The problem is, you know, they they have a huge fan base. There's like a big. Uh, you know, we just need to start going to shows with like a giant group of people, and then that way you can like split like rooms and like all everything like twenty five ways rather than just like a you know a couple. Yeah, and getting one <laughs> hotel room for yeah, you know, yeah, 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 four. I've I've even you know when I went to see them at Baderfield, it was five of us in a two bed like hotel room. That's still like That's not economical enough, I guess. If you want to, and push I'm like the getting older. I feel like the whole like you know fifty person deep thing is like. Not a thing anymore. A young, a young man's game. Because people have like babies and families. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I, what I, I love you, fish. I don't care. Do what I you want. think <laughs> needs to happen is that there has to be some way for them to verify ticket sales. And like you're saying, because of the people they deal with and the large venues they play, Madison Square Gardens, like, you know, when they play here, you know, these venues hold thousands and thousands of people. And there's no way that they could ever do, you know, what I forget this other band, what this other band did where you have to show up and do a license and they have to check you off a list. It would be fucking madness. And until like technology gets good enough that they can just scan it the way they scan it when you go through the door just to devalidate the ticket. Imagine if they could just scan it and pull up your license and your information and then look at you, look at your ticket and be like, all right, cool, you can go in. Like, How does this have any correlation to what i'm talking about because it would and how, it. how frequently fish plays how does it this have any it. correlation first how? of all the the frequency that fish plays has nothing to do with it because if they yeah you are totally it, pulling this conversation to a place that you asked me what i don't like about fish and i told you it's the frequency at which they play and how quickly you have to be prepared to buy tickets for the next thing that's I what i thought don't it was like the price of the ticket no wrong what would you do what would you? What do you? Would you change about fish, or what do you hate about fish? Uh, Besides all their new music, that's what I was gonna say. I would change all their new music. Because <laughs> you're not a real fan. Uh, I just know what I'm I. I'm a like. bigger fan than you. Okay. I want that written on my tombstone. Yeah. It yeah. Flex your muscles. Make you feel good. <laughs> I want my ashes scattered at a fish show i think all fish fans are great and i think everybody likes different things about them and what makes them awesome is how universal their appeal is and i think this trans transfers over to why they have to be so logistical about their shows which is why they play no i understand you're talking about the the volume and i understand yeah i I understand i understand what you're saying i'm just saying you know it'd be cool if they did like a free show every now and then that'd That'd be be cool yeah that'd be super cool that'd be chaos but it'd be dope It'd be, It'd be like, like giving something back. What was it? It it where like people just stopped caring and just started walking in because the road got so fucked that they stopped just te- checking tickets. Dude, it was like over a hundred thousand people, and they were like, "Yeah, that's what I'm saying." It would be like that. It would be straight chaos. Eh, I don't know. I, I, I feel would like fish fans are pretty peaceful. Listen, I would gladly welcome that yeah. show, and I would go. So, 
Beep. Um, Fish, play a free show and do it somewhere in the Northeast. Yeah. Boom. If I had to change one thing about Fish that I don't like right now, I would say it's the frequency at which they play compared to how often they used to play. That's literally what I just I said. I know, it was a joke. Ah! <laughs> I need some beer. You're oh, yeah, really let's wearing, on you're, you're wearing me down. This <laughs> session half's got to be over. Okay. Done. Well, I'm going <laughs> to the next song that I want to hear. All right. Well, we'll see you guys after this short 15-minute break. Uh...
Hey guys, welcome back to Gotta Brew. I'm Eliza. I'm the kid. And you're joining us for some beer talk. Like coffee talk. Beer talk. Yeah, so today I wanted to do a little something different. A little change a little flavor. Flavor flav. Just we have a bunch of actually really awesome beers in front of us to try. Yeah. Um that was a hard cut. Way to go, producer. Um, we have a bunch of really cool beers in front of us to try. Some are local, some are from far away. Um, but I just wanted to talk about other stuff over beers. So no no beer talk today. We can talk about drinking the beer and what we think about it, but kind of talk about other topics while we're chilling out and drinking beer. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you have stuff you want to talk about, and I have stuff I want to talk about. Okay. So my topic today that I just um kind of have been doing a lot of research on lately is um the ketogenic diet. Pros and cons of this whole thing. And I, I like you were like, oh, that's not beer related, but I feel like it is kind of beer related because I and I know a lot of people who I hang out with who work in beer and who drink beer try to kind of balance out all the beer we drink by eating a little bit healthier and kind of trying to maintain our physiques and our mind and our composure and our energy. Cool. Cool. Are you researching it right now on your laptop? I Googled it and the <laughs> the results are flipping hilarious. Anyway, hold on. Before we get into that, uh, let's crack open one of these beers. Great. Uh, I think the one I want to crack open first, I'll just say real quick, is the Shankrila because you were giving me a lot of shit last episode. Yeah, that's probably not. the worst one to drink first, though. Oh, yeah? God yeah. damn it. I just wanted to say that we have it because you gave me shit about not buying uh, beer that's not f- domestic. And I, like, first of all, I'd already bought it at that, at that point per your recommendation, which was funny because you were making fun of me for apparently not doing that no i'm but. i'm <laughs> proud of you you did the last time you were in a bottle shop you did buy something domestic and something uh imported yeah i think that's a good exercise and i think you should keep that up uh I'll just broaden your horizons maybe depends what's in the shop but yeah let's let's drink this no let's drink it you've been really really eagerly anticipating no it. i mean if and you, i do want to have i do have something to say about it i mean if you have something more palately so you yeah so you so you want to you open it you pour it. You be the server. Wait a second. I want. I want training to be your cicerone. Yeah, you're now making. I feel like this is part of the test now because uh, we also have what a good fortune India Pale Ale. We have strictly social, which is the session pale. Yeah, so, so and a lager. Besides the Schlenker Law, we have um, a Common Roots beer, a Common Roots IPA. Uh, Common Roots is from South Glen Falls, New York, um, Saratoga. Um, the then we also have a Common Roots um, Kent Falls collab called Strictly Social. Uh, they called a session pale. It was just called a pale ale online. And then we have this cute little nib um, by Nicaragua Craft Beer Co., which I think is the worst name I've ever heard in my life. Uh, but it's a Keller Pills, so it'll be cool to try. It's mm-hmm. in a cute little eight ounce can, and the can isn't like stretched out and stretched out and skinny the way a Red Bull is. It's like cute and squat and like cute and nubby. It's cute mm-hmm. and little. So let's try the Schlenkerla first. Let's do furthest away. 
Are you sure? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm excited. I want to see what you. I want to <laughs> see you taste this beer. It's yeah, gonna be again, like a highlight for me. I, I feel like this is a trick now because uh, you now have me thinking that we should do it like from like most offensive to your palate to least offensive. Is that wrong? It's backwards. It's backwards. You should do so. You should start with a lager, then go to the Shankarla, and then do the common roots. Wrong. We have a Keller Pills, yeah, a Pale Ale, an IPA, and a smoked lager. What order would you drink those in, or should you drink those in? Uh, I would do Nicaragua. Yep, because it's Keller Pills, the lightest stylistically. Shankarla. Wrong. It's a lager. This is a smoked beer. Yeah, yeah. Do you want your palate to be compromised for every other beer we drink after it, after drinking a beer that has, or has smoky flavor? So you're telling me that it's not just straight light to dark. It has to do with also what's going how, on. How it's going to impact your palate. Yeah. If I had a sour beer and a and a lager, I wouldn't I drink taste the lager you. First. Yeah, I wouldn't taste you on the sour before the lager. You don't want just like cleaning your lines. You beer. don't want anything that's going to be residual. I mean, you can like eat crackers in between or like eat, you know, drink some water. That's what people who taste like who beer judges do, but I'm not going to be doing that. I'm not going to get up every 5 seconds to clean my glass full of water. Are you? Yeah. You are? Oh great, uh, so let's drink the Schlankerlaw first. Right now? Ooh, I said that weird. Schlankerlaw. You really have to enunciate when you say it. Schlankerlaw. Okay. I just want to see you try this beer. I'm going to try this, it, this, right. this might be like an aha moment for the kid. So Schlankerlaw is, uh, a, is a really famous brewery, German brewery from Bamberg. And uh, they're known for doing smoked beers. But ironically and funnily enough, the one you're holding in your hand, funnily, yeah, I I totally morphed that word. The one you're holding in your hand, the regular, the Hellas, is just the lager and it's the only one out of all of them. They do not use actual smoked malt in, in in the bill, in the grist. The way this beer becomes smoky is by putting the just regular plain grains through a grain mill that has had smoked malt in it previously. Yeah, the smokiness is very, very mild. I think this beer is fantastic. Yeah. So it's a Hellas Lager, golden, mm-hmm. golden straw color. I think the carbonation on this is it's fantastic. I think the velvety mouth feels great. I think, like you're saying, you get that like just echo, that whisper, that tickle of smoke. What would you Jesus pair? What Christ. would you pair this with? What would you pair <laughs> this with? Uh, salmon cooked on a this cedar. This is the plant. way you have to talk if you wanna. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. What you just said sounds great. No, I'm serious. <laughs> strength to strength, like you know, complimentary. That that sounds great. I'm still laughing at you saying that. A whisper, I would have a tickle, like that a tickle. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> I was tasting somebody today, and I said something had lemon gra- lemongrass, and they were like, "Wow, you get all that?" And I was just like, "Yep, <laughs> I do." <laughs> Yeah, this beer, I will say that the smokiness of it, uh, generally with lagers, I get this weird like copper finish, um, but because there's this smokiness to it, I don't get any of that copper finish. So it makes it more palatable, palatable for me. Um, I still am not so crazy about it just because the smokiness is not really doing it for me. This beer, when I close my eyes, mm-hmm. makes me feel like I am drinking a lager. Uh-huh. inside of a smokehouse or a restaurant or barbecue joint yeah. that when I leave it, all my clothes smell like, like smoke. smoker. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. love that. I yeah, love yeah. that. This to me is like an ex- 
like that experience in a beer. You ever been in a sauna? Uh, yeah, I was really weird about it. It was once and I felt very uncomfortable. Oh, uh, okay. This beer smells like a sauna to me. Because hmm. <laughs> the sauna is generally like wood lined. I actually, I get like- a little bit of maybe pool because the chlorine, I guess I kind of get that. A pool. No way. God, this is, I Smells love like tasting beer with you. This is like Rick and Morty. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm, Rick. I'm you're Rick. Rick and, yep, and you're Morty. That's cool. Hey, Rick. I'm for I, I, for I as smart as I am, Jessica. you're dumb. Yeah, for as smart as I am, you're dumb, and you protect me. Our wavelengths are opposite wavelengths. I really do like to see people try beer they've never had before. It's something I I truly enjoy, and I and like I said, I don't like to say anything until they've said kind of how they think. Well, beer is. let me talk to this beer in a way that I can, which is about brewing it, which is something that I 100% understand instead of something okay. that I can't describe very well. Okay. Um, I think what's really interesting is the amount, like, the, I mean, for them it's kilos, I guess, but the amount of pounds of smoked grain that had to go through these mills in order to imprint this smoky flavor onto grain that has just been run through it. It must yeah, be. They make, they make smoked beers. That's all they make. Yeah, but still, I think of it like when you, uh, as a home brewer, uh, sometimes what I do to dry hop is I take a coffee uh, grinder and I grind it up. Um, and the problem is, is that the oils from the hops make it start sticking very slowly to the coffee grinder. So when I'm done, I actually have to like take paper towel and like wipe out the coffee grinder. And it takes a while because you have yeah, to but grain doesn't slowly. have any residual oils. It's yeah, all dry. Smoked grain, like there's the charriness, like all that stuff on the grain is going to start getting stuck on all the parts of the mill. And that's why this beer has that subtle taste. It's like what it picks up as it goes through the mill after. So but don't you love that? No, I'm just saying it's 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 incredible to me the amount of uh, like charcoal sediment that must build up on these mills in order to impart a flavor on a grain that has no roasting properties, period. Like it's a testament to the amount of grain that they use and how often they mill it that they can take plain grain and make it taste smoky. And it's also really awesome as a home brewer to look at because if you don't like that smoky flavor, uh, as like you know someone like me, you can figure out how you would try to manipulate that at a homebrew level, and it would basically <laughs> mean running like a whole, I guess, another mill and then running just smoke grain through it, and then eventually every once in a while making a beer with just plain. You could also like take the grain you're gonna use to brew the beer and like bake it in the oven with wood chips yeah you could smoke it yourself yeah i don't know man you get super creative i don't know i wouldn't do that it sounds like a pain in the o- ass honestly so though, okay <laughs> honestly though for ha- like having a beer that i guess you could say is stylistically very out of your wheelhouse you don't generally like lagers at all and you nope. don't care for things that are smoked. don't you think taking something like smoked malt uh an aggressive really really abrasive intense flavor that it imparts is done very well here the, yeah this, this product kind of gives you like you, you dip a toe in it yeah, you know you kind of get what, a little starter intro to this kind of but what you said just also just doesn't make sense because it's not like they used roasted grain here they didn't use roasted grain they smoked. used smoked Oh yeah, sorry. They used a a mill where all the all barley's roasted. 
They used a mill where all this stuff was smoked. That's what I'm saying. Like the way they impart it, I, I, I'm trying to think of this in like a culinary way for you so that you can wrap your brain around what I'm trying to wrap mine around. It'd be like, you know, cutting something on a cutting board that had like citrus on it and then like taking that flavor and like putting citrus or like an herb. Same thing, like herbaceous. No. Uh, do you know what makes uh, it's not Oklahoma? Uh, there's a burger. I think it's like I forget. Anyway, there's a burger in the United States where regionally it's uh, served uh, baked in its own like juices. So or they fry it basically. It's a fried burger. Mm-hmm. And the place that like coined it and made it famous uh, to this day has never changed their oil. So all the fat renderings and stuff that come out of the burger when they cook it just keep getting reused over and over and over and over and over again. It doesn't sound very hygienic. Right? But apparently they have one of the most flavorful burgers ever. You don't have to put condiments on it. It just can be served the way it's served. That's like using a cast iron pen over and over and over and over and over. Same principle. So it's like, again, that's the principle that's being used here. They used a mill that's been used over and over and over and over and over again. And I'm saying I think that's genius. I do too. It's smart. It's oh, okay. I thought you were saying this is stupid. No, I think again, it's how it's, would you replicate this on a homebrew level? I just told you you would have to buy a second mill and just use roasted grain, and then over time, eventually, just make another one. Eh, I think um, that's being a little extreme. Yeah, the extreme. only other way to do it is you'd have to Liquid like smoke? steep. No, you'd have to like steep, um, like cedar or whatever wood that you're doing like in like water and like boil that flavor in there and then use that in like your you know in your brew process it's the only way i can think of getting it in there sure uh i've seen people with cooking i don't know if you could do it with beer like they literally light some of that wood on fire and then add some of like the charcoal that's left over because it gets a charcoaly taste to it yes but again the way i could see you impacting that or getting that flavor in a homebrew level that's controllable is by like making it in added water because you could dial it back really easily and measure it out. And if you need to replicate it, you can do it the same way over and over again. Um, But again, it's a lot of fucking work for very, I really feel like specific thing. You should not be lazy. (laughs) No, I feel like you should not think about how you'd make a beer and just let yourself enjoy it. Cause there's no way to replicate this beer on a homebrew level. No, you're right. So you're using that to spin it in a negative way, and I think this beer is so beautiful. No, it is really beautiful. It's, like, so, it's I... such a quality product. <laughs> when a beer can transport me to a place, and I can like conjure up, use my brain to like you know synthesize a smell, a feeling, like, and that's what this beer does for me. And I there are not many beers that do that, and I think it's a very special thing. And I think this beer is great. Yeah, I agree. I, I again, it, it's out of my wheelhouse, and I like it. Like, I don't love it. I wouldn't order one for me if there's other. Beers. You wouldn't order one of these in a, in a barbecue joint. Uh, come on, you know you uh, would. A chili cook-off. Oh well, no. Picnic. At a chili cook-off, I'm drinking milk because it's just freaking spicy. Um. Uh. <laughs> Man, I well, maybe some ribs, some some like yeah, barbecue. Yeah, That's what I just said. I'm, no, I'm literally just saying ribs. If I brisket another shit, I don't, I don't want this. Ribs. Else. Um, I don't know why I'm doing that. Sorry. Anyway. Can uh, we talk a little bit about the ketogenic diet? I know you don't want to do yeah, that. You're we, trying to derail, derail can, this. We got to open one of these common roots. 
real quick. And yeah, I'm. Going I want to enjoy. I want to enjoy the rest of this. House. All right. Well, I'm. I'm gonna go rinse out our glasses, and you start talking about keto. No, because I want you to be here. <laughs> Don't you want a topic you can rip into me about? This is it. I'm. I'm lobbing it over the plate for you. Um. Keto. Yeah, keto. I don't know why we're fucking talking about this, but yeah, go ahead. I find Have it very at. interesting, and I thought that you'd find it interesting because its origins are based in science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me- brain, mental, mental health. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm gonna pop open this India Pale Ale Common Roots before I do this collab one. So, do you, do you just want to skip right down to the pros and cons of it? No, no, no. Go ahead and do your spiel. Go, do, do, sell me on it because I think it's stupid. So sell me on it. And I'll explain to you after why I still probably will think it's stupid. So essentially, I ever since I like sort of discovered this, um, and it's like sort of like a hot fad diet right now. It's like happening in Silicon Valley and like people are doing it. Um, essentially what the this diet is and it is it's like a quick fix like you can't sustain this it's not sustainable at all um what you do is you essentially reprogram your body to more or less think it's going into starvation mode and then while in that mode your body burns fat burns ketones that it's like essentially like these things floating around in your blood. Um, and instead of burning carbs and sugar and glucose and simple sugars, right? So when your body does that, processed foods, carbs, fried stuff, your moods go up and down, your energy goes up and down, your insulin spikes and lulls and spikes. So essentially the way this diet is sold to people if they do want to get into it is it's supposed to like, in terms of like performance, like basically put you at like the highest functioning level you can be at. Yeah. And I'm, I'm basically trying to do this diet while still drinking beer. So it's not going to work. <laughs> I think um, this is like when you're walking in Union Square and you see the Scientologist asking you to come sit down and squeeze those little fucking. Does that happen? Yeah, all the time. Oh, I guess I miss the Scientologist and. The yeah, they make you squeeze these little meters, just like in the South Park episode. It's really fucking funny. Um, and then they try to sell you a book. Uh, I think this keto diet is the same bullshit. So the concept of it and like makes sense to me. And like the again, the idea of putting your body into starvation mode. Basically, instead of eating carbohydrates, which are complex chains of sugars, you're eating mostly fat and protein, which your body will basically metabolize and and burn through quicker than it would a complex carb. So you're basically making your body burn fuel more efficiently. And that's why people lose a ton of weight because most people are, you know, storing all that fat and all that fat gets forced to be used and you burn it off. But like you're saying, it's not sustainable because once you start eating carbs again or anything that's complex, you completely throw your your body out of whack and then you're back to yeah you're back where you started yeah so this is like something that i would imagine that like a bodybuilder would do leading up to a show like bodybuilders go from like eating food to eating like lettuce and just drinking water so they could drop that last little body fat so they can like pop for the show and shit you are 100 percent right so it's it's fucking that's why it's dumb it's not a sustainable diet it's just stupid the whole point of like doing a diet and like changing the way you eat is to, again not just to reprogram your body but to 
train you as an individual to eat in like a better way. And I think there are ways to do that. And I think there are positives from keto where like getting higher uh, proportions of protein as opposed to carbohydrates. The other thing with carbohydrates, and this is one thing that people don't really talk about as often is that carbohydrates are cheaper and more affordable. It's, you can go out and just buy pasta and rice for super fucking cheap. But if you need a ton of protein like meat and you know fish and shit, it's more expensive. So most people are also forced to have a higher carbohydrate diet because they don't make as much money. Which is why That's on my cons list. <laughs> that the I ingredients bet. are expensive to buy. Yeah, and it's insanely stupid to shop for. You're, going, you're like going to the checkout in the supermarket and you're like, hey, I have a bunch of fucking liquor and I have a bunch of fucking meat and I have a bunch of fucking bacon on top of that meat and then I have a bunch of pork, you know, other pork and all this shit and then it's like, oh, and I'm going to eat it wrapped up in lettuce. <laughs> I don't know. It's fuck, I don't know. I'm, I I understand its appeal and why people are doing it and I've I've had some friends who've done it and lost a ton of weight. I just don't. Yeah, so you can't deny that it works, at least in the short term. It does. And in fact, you know, if you go to the keto website or whatever, they want you to believe that it's a lifestyle change and you're going to eat like that for the rest of your life. No, it can't be. It's very unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Heart disease and a a big pitfall of this diet, too, is that people are like, oh, yeah, I can eat bacon and cream and butter and everything because it shoots up my fat. But you also have to be conscious of your calories at the same time. And all those high fat foods are also high calories. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I just want to maybe vent about my struggles with keto and trying to do it and still loving beer. Okay. Um, but you've tried to do this with me before and I make you all the meals. So I wish I could be you in this, in this scenario. Um, you, I w- you find it hard and unsustainable. This diet uh, basically requires that you pre-cook all your meals. Uh, this diet requires that you not have pre-cook, to like, but yeah, essentially cook all your meals. Yeah, correct, correct. So he- here's a better way to say it: If I were to go out into New York City, which has one of the most diverse food restaurant access in the world, is there a place that I can go to that is keto friendly? Uh, probably not. That's also my cons. It's really hard to go out and find things you can eat on a keto diet. Right. So you're short of like substituting like lettuce for buns when you get a burger. Yeah. So this is like when I think of like the fine print, reading the fine print. <laughs> sure. Uh, in keto, it should be like the fine print should be like, do you work from home? <laughs> do you have access to Peapod so you never have to leave your house <laughs> because you're going to be home all day cooking your meals all the time? Do you want chips? Guess what? You have to figure out how to make them. Something crunchy doesn't exist in this diet. You're going to have to get real creative with a food processor, so, a fryer, okay. or maybe a microwave. <laughs> like, so you, you're kind of maybe hitting the nail on the head for me is like... Ah. I truly do enjoy this, though, because it's putting parameters on things that I can do, and it forces me to think outside the box and make things that I haven't really tried before. Right, and I could see why that would appease to someone like you who has a really extensive palate and loves food pairings and is also a really good chef, so it you know challenges you. But for yeah. someone like me, it's the most inconvenient shit in the world. It's like, you know, if I'm around my job and I don't pack a lunch and I need to figure out what I'm going to eat and you're t- telling me I can, you're telling me that I basically can only go to a, pre- pre- a b- b- prepared food section of a place 
and notoriously, especially in New York City, those are like the dirtiest, grossest places to get food. So why the fudge would I do that? I'd rather go to freaking McDonald's, get a freaking quarter pounder and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, that's how you would do keto. Fast food with no buns. Fast food with no buns. No buns. But I, I will say that's something that's appealing about it, but... All right, I'm going to... I also, I, I just, so maybe again, the takeaway from this and kind of just discussing this for a while is something fun to talk about or fun for me to talk about is that I the, the, the takeaway you do get in a major way is you, unless you, like you're saying, you are buying just straight vegetables or straight protein, every single thing you purchase in a food store or a bodega or a deli or anywhere, you have to be very, very hyper-conscious of reading the labels. And... Overall, the thing I've taken away from this is I'm a lot more conscious of the things that I put in my body overall. All right, so uh, I'm going to explain to you really quick uh, why something like Weight Watchers is a thousand million times better than this diet. Okay. I can do it real fast. Um Basically, what you're requiring for an individual to do, especially if they don't do this on a normal basis, is to, to completely flip their eating habits on their heads. A big part of keto, too, that I also hate about it is that you have to like know the exact weight of things so you can get accurate calorie, calorie count so you can hit your, um, what do they call your metrics for yep. like the day. Yep. So for someone like me who just grew up eating whatever the hell I wanted and, you know, I was in sports and shit, so I just burned it all off and I never had to worry about shit. I have very bad eating habits because I would just be super active to make up for it, right? So it's like now you're asking me to document every single thing I eat. You're asking me to buy a scale and weigh all my food before I make it. You're also challenging me outside the box to the point where it's like I have to now set aside time to cook all my meals ahead of time to make sure I can stay inside this diet. Then you're also asking me to it's so like, here's like what I do on the on the day to day. Right. I'm trying to get back into the keto a little bit just to do a little bit of a quick jolt weight loss. Um, I think in my head, what do I want to eat tonight? What do I want to eat today? You know what I mean? And I think of whatever I want. And then I think about how I can augment that dish to suit the keto parameters. Right. So I think that, that's a little simpler to do. So someone the other day uh, is trying to start, I just read this like yesterday, yeah. uh, is trying to uh, start a doughless pizza, a keto-friendly pizza. So I know how to make that. It's called they, fat dough. Yeah, so they just throw cheese down on a flat top and just I let told the you this, cheese slowly cook it. No, this was actually like okay. on uh, the social medias uh, yesterday or two days ago. And the woman who's starting it, or the, whoever's starting it, is like, oh, this is like a keto-friendly, like we wanted to get rid of the dough. And like they, they, they get the cheese super crispy and super whatever, and then they just put tomato sauce on top of that, and then they do a second layer of cheese, and then they do pepperonis and like all this other shit. It's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I again, I get the appeal for people who also enjoy cooking. It challenges you, and you have to think of things differently, and you have to morph stuff. Um, one of the most interesting things I've ever seen you do is make zucchini pasta, which is really fun. Weird, but it, which but. is like so basic that's what i'm saying like even people who aren't on keto who want to just cut their carbs eat yeah it's like pasta. cauliflower mash it's genius and i don't know yeah, why that's, see, but that's told what I'm me about saying. this thing earlier um i get it <laughs> uh again i get it it just 
the reason why Weight Watchers is a better program than keto is because you're actually giving someone the amount of support they need and re-establishing their habits, but giving them a way to reinforce it that's easy. So it's a simple system, simple point system. You just keep to the points every day. You can still eat what you want. Yeah, but it's the same thing. You have to calculate your points. It's just portion control. It's calculation. And the portion control is super simple. You can look the stuff up online. They used to give you a little booklet back in the day. And like they tell you the, the a bagel at full, a bagel at half, a bagel at a quarter. So you didn't. all the information was already there for you. You didn't right. have to go to search for it. You didn't have to figure it out. It's just like stay within your points. You also met up once a week. It was kind of like a 12-step program where you have like social reinforcement. You're meeting up with other people. Other people get to like vent when it's hard. You also get to like relish in each other's accomplishments. So there's a lot of reinforcement. The problem with a lot of diets is that people fall off really quickly. It's hard to maintain over time. So it's just like keto is really awesome to do for like a meal or two. But when you actually have to do it for three meals a day. And honestly, if you really wanted to do keto right, you'd be eating six times a day. Because you want to actually lower the amount of calories you consume at one specific time to even further force your body into the state of ketosis. So it's like you basically want your body to start running consistently all the time instead of running, 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 storing the leftovers. Running, 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 storing the leftovers. Yeah, and yeah, leftovers exactly. actually end up being more than what you're running. So it's like, again, I get it. It all makes sense. But still. Is there any aspect of it that you think is fun? Or is there anything, any dish I've made for you that you actually have liked? Um, I think most keto dishes are delicious. Uh, they scare me. It's like that. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Boondocks. The Boondocks. Yes. There's the episode where they open the restaurant, the itis. Yeah, yeah, the yes, restaurant. Yes. And that's what I think of keto. So there's the, the he's making the the Luther, which is the burger, a one pound burger with like fried onions and like cheddar cheese it's sandwiched between two Krispy Kreme buns honestly take the Krispy Kreme buns out that's a little overkill but even still that burger is crazy but that burger is still keto friendly like <laughs> it's just so bad for you over time you just the damage you're doing the cholesterol the sodium like it just doesn't it's again I had a I, ha I have a friend who weighed over 300 pounds and he's like close to like getting under 200 pounds he's lost a shit ton of weight and he's a big dude and he like loves the diet because he can still eat barbecue he can still eat burgers just without the bun like it's, it's super appealing to him because he can still eat meat and that's the only thing that he would be missing otherwise but i would argue that you could still up your protein and just eat more vegetables but again you also can't just eat beef for every single meal because it's high protein like again yeah. you have to like you have to eat salmon, you have to eat shrimp, you have to eat cheese, you have to have different types of protein. Yeah, and if you can afford a nutritionist to figure all that stuff out for you and to give you a plan and to do all that stuff, that's great, but I don't think it's a sustainable model. And it certainly doesn't include beer, which I could not abide. Yeah. The dude I, I, does not abide. No I beer. think this is as cool as a brewery being like 100% off the grid. You want to try this? Like It's awesome in theory, but like the application of it is actually incredibly difficult. Yeah, it's worth trying, though. No, every brewery that actually gets off-grid is amazing, and I think every brewery should work towards that achievement, and it would be awesome, but it's not easy. So Common Roots Kent Falls Strictly Social Collab is interesting. Ella and Mosaic Hops impart grapefruit, strawberry, and papaya notes to this session IPA, and then they add hibiscus plum, and it gives it an herbal fruity character. Yeah, you can definitely taste the hibiscus. 
It's all over that bitch. Um, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a little. I I feel like when people really say fruity, they're just preparing me to know that it tastes tart. It doesn't. This beer's not tight at all. Actually, uh, there's, there's like a. Nah, it's nah. not. My tongue feels dry, and I can feel all the bubbles on it. Nah. Nah. It actually tastes like if pink lemonade was pink lemonade minus the acid and the tart. Pink lemonade with no sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like this. You like this? No? Uh, I told you, with sours with me, if I drink it and I'm thir- more thirsty afterwards, the only environment I would ever want it is when I'm like out in like blistering sun, super freaking... If, th- if I were to drink this at Curveball, I'd be okay. But drinking it, you know inside it's like, like a melted ice pop it's great no it'd be great outside uh, ice pop is sweet i tell you that's just straight hibiscus hibiscus it's, it's like i don't want to say salty but like imagine if i sucked on a salt stick let's bring the salt sticks back into this you have to patent that somehow yeah i'm gonna make a salt stick hashtag salt stick <laughs> all right so let's do the other uh common roots good fortune it's an ipa oh nice wipe that floral fruity off your palate uh it's definitely like the color of straw it's pretty opaque 6.5 percent uh galaxy el dorado and amarillo yeah, so that's great. like a classic yeah it's classic great. classic classic yeah. Ooh. yeah uh it's pretty juicy uh i i would imagine the bittering hop is or the 60 minute is el dorado not very tropical in terms of its taste so it's actually pretty bitter so. that is and that's pretty much mo- like tamped down i would say it lingers it more it, it more than lingers it actually doesn't linger it comes back yeah right you'll take a drink and you'll be like oh that was nut hoppy and then you'll sit for like two seconds and then it'll start rising up on your palate it's like a really dangerous hot sauce sneaky yeah, yeah. It's sneaky that's cool though yeah i think it tastes good to each their own. I like I like IPAs and pale ales that reek, but then drop off really quickly. This doesn't have much room at all, but I'm a little sick, so I could be lowballing that. Yeah. You want to get to the last beer and talk about your little side topic? Oh, my side topic. Yeah. The kids. So there's a. Uh, how? What's the size of this can? It's First eight of ounces. all, yeah. I was gonna say this thing is fucking cute. So cute, so cute. It's like a mini can to me. Um, it's Panga Keller Pills Drops. No, Panga Drops. It's a Keller Pills. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Who taught you how to read? Uh, Where is that teacher? Uh, my first grade teacher. Yeah, let's get know. rid of him. Her, but and yeah, I get rid of him. I mean, kill. Taste tranquilo, which is like calm. Is what it says on the side of the Okay, so let me let me introduce it because you didn't even say the brewery. Oh, okay. It's Nicaragua Craft Beer Co. Yeah. And it's their Keller Pills Mm -hmm. called Panga Drops. I actually did a lot of research on them on the internet and they have a ton of really cool beer. Yeah. But apparently not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Um, So the brewery actually officially closed down, not closed down, but suspended production two days ago. Uh, the reason for that is that Nicaragua is kind of undergoing a, uh, government crisis, um, so to speak. Uh, the president who is basically a dictator, um, has won, or it was last year he won his 
third consecutive five-year term. His wife is the vice president, and they've just been blowing government money on, like, wasteful projects, and they're just, like, completely corrupt and letting rich people get richer and the poor getting poorer. The middle class is basically evaporating. Nicaragua is the second poorest country in the world? Yeah. Under under Haiti? Second poorest country on the Western Hemisphere. Haiti's the only poorer country than Nicaragua. Copy that. Um, it's, it's, I've had the pleasure of going there. Uh, it's one of the few places I've been to where it's just like, uh, it's just, it, you, you're driving around and you're seeing people who don't have electricity and they don't have like plumbing. They're actually throwing their waste into like troughs, like dirt troughs that run out like their houses and like angle down towards a sewer. They burn their trash, like locally burn their trash because no one comes to pick it up. It's it's pretty and then you like you'll you'll turn a corner and there's like mansions and shit. So the wealth disparity is like outrageous. So the people uh basically started to rise up and say, you know what, we're tired of this fucking dictator. We're just gonna, you know, start protesting and shit. So um it was I wanna say in April um they were protesting uh the government because they had just cut back their social security which is like come on man these people especially with the wealth disparity need as much aid as they can get now you're starting to basically um embezzle the money from people's social security so that you could just live a lavish life type shit so they start protesting and 40 people just die based on like the government like trying to contain them they kill 40 people and a bunch of people go missing so it's just like now the government is basically just trying to impose a uh, law just by killing its people, not giving a shit. So now, so why did this cause this brewery to shut down? Because of the instability of everything right now, like the government is basically imposing like a martial law. So like it's, it's getting harder to ship shit. Like people are having problems like importing, exporting stuff. There's like curfews and all this shit. So the brewery announced two days ago that they just needed to suspend production until further notice. So this can that we're drinking right now is probably the last one we're going to have for a while. That's crazy. Yeah. Give it a try. I will give it a try. Did you, where is uh, San Juan del Sur in Nicaragua? Were you there? Where is that? That's where this, their brew pub is located. Um, all I know is that, uh, Managa, Managa, I think I'm saying that right. Uh, is the capital. So that's pretty much where I was. Um, fun fact about Nicaragua, it's the uh, country known for volcanoes and, and lakes. It's got like more volcanoes and lakes than right. any other country. Hence so, the logo of this brewery. Yeah, and their, their flag. Their flag is a... Mountains. Yeah, their flag is a mountain with a lake embedded in the middle of it. It's like... Vol- or a volcano. So the volcano and lakes. Anyway, uh, San Juan del Sur is like there's the biggest lake in Nicaragua, which is like in the southwest region. It's on the like west side on the the west coast. So I was actually close to there, but I actually didn't go there when I was there. So how old is this brewery? I bet it wasn't in existence when you were there. Try this beer. What do you think of it? It's good. I just tried it. It's extremely light it's it's honestly nicaragua's incredibly hot it's like on the equator basically like it's always hot and incredibly humid and all you really want to drink there is like um a, a rum and coke or like something super light or you know like 
<laughs> it's telling of the beer that they make. It's just, you know, a light lager. Tastes like drinking a like a Bud Light. No way. No way. The beer's incredibly sweet. Yeah. Incredibly sweet. Yeah. Like to, I also to have an un to an unpalatable like I can't drink more than a sip of that. And smelling it makes it worse. I was when gonna, I smell that beer, I do not want to drink it. I have a terrible, terrible sweet palate, so like I have my sweet tolerance. It certainly is, way is not a Keller Pills. It's maybe their take on a Keller Pills, but it's certainly not a Keller Pills. Yeah. I'm not trying to shit all over them when they're down though. No, no, no. I just don't think that beer's a Keller Pills and I don't think it's that great. Yeah. But can's cute and it got me to buy it, so kudos to you. Marketing, man, it, it works. Um I don't know. I again I if I were on a beach in Nicaragua, I would I would drink that. So um What did you drink when you were there? They had like uh the same way like I'm Puerto Rican the same way they have uh medallia. Yeah, they had like an adjunct like macro lager that I drank a lot. It's like I can't remember like the name of tea something. Honestly, like I w- when I was there, it got to a point where it was just like I swapped over to rum and I was just drinking a shit ton of rum. It's in Central America, like really, you know, it's the it's the it's Nicaragua then need to stop saying that word. Nicaragua? Please stop saying that. Nicaragua. This is like in I Love You Man when he keeps saying chocolate. No, he's it's like, like it's chocolate. when Giada it's De Laurentiis says anything in Italian. It's chocolate. We're in America. It's chocolate. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Nica- Nico- Nicaragua. How do you say it? So what are they doing? What are they doing to help these people? When Puerto Rico had They're a hurricane, people, people, I gave money and people gave supplies. And what's what's happening now? What can, what can happen? Yeah, you can donate. Money. It's it's not uh, a democracy, tomorrow, right? He can do whatever he wants as president. Uh, he's made it that way. Yeah, it's supposed to be a democracy, but it's not. Uh, they rigged their elections. That's why right. They, so that's what I'm, so. What can be done to help these people? Um, and to get us more of their beer because this sucks. I want to try other stuff. Honestly, it's <laughs> it's like you just have to raise awareness to the cause, and people the people there have to keep protesting. They have to basically force the president to resign, convince someone in the military to perform a coup, and then force him to resign. I feel like at this point, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a politics major, but you're a psych major. I am. Uh, I don't know if that makes me qualified to overthrow a dictator, though. I'm not going to pretend like I know how to do that. If he wants to talk about his feelings, I can help him with that. You can mind fuck him. You can psychologically <laughs> make him want to kill himself. <laughs> I don't know about that. Or revert to an alternate like alternate most, personality uh, so he wants to be like super ultra actually democratic. <laughs> like communist. I was going to say, I don't... Everyone I don't, shares everything. I don't know if this is like a Jedi mind trick power type thing. It's called reverse psychology. Look it up in your MR56321. <laughs> DSM5. Whatever. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, like I said, I, I'm not into this beer at all, but they have a plethora of stuff going on, and a lot of it sounded really good to me. They have an unfiltered wheat that they brew with ginger. They have an amber, a pale. They have a passion fruit ale, a nitro coffee stout. They have a coconut porter, imperial IPA, like mango blonde ale. Like they have a lot of cool... Like, I get their vibe. Like, they're trying to take, like, kind of, like, relevant popular styles and, like, put their little spin on it. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I can't believe they make a porter. It's so fucking hot there. I wouldn't drink a porter there. But that's just me. 
I mean, they make a brown ale too and an Oktoberfest. I, I get put off by breweries when they have like 12 styles. Like already making 12. Like, I don't know. Less is more. I don't Less know. Is more. Who knows? Should we do something to help this brewery? What can we do? Uh, the brewery, I don't know. I think we should help the the country, country? as a whole before we start well, trying to help Well, one small step, man, for mankind. For Nicaraguan kind. Yeah. I think the fact that we're talking about it and people are just going to go Google it and look at it and figure out what they can do about it is we're doing our due cool. diligence. So I encourage you to go research it and, you know, let me know what you want to do about it. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a outro song for yeah. us cued. Um, I'm going to say what it is and then you're going to tell me why you picked it. Um, it's Piper. It's August 15th, uh, 2015. Uh, I picked it cause I like, I love this song. Actually, every single one of these, uh, songs was performed at Meriwether post. So that's a little Easter egg for you there. All of these, all of these show uh, songs that we've heard in this podcast today are united via Meriwether post. So you picked a, you picked the pavilion and picked all of the songs based off that. Correct. Is there any other telling reason as to why you picked them or were they pretty much random after that? Or I wanted to also very specifically with the intent pick very a wide range of years because in the last episode you picked every single song from 2015 which is kind of ridiculous since they have 30 years of stuff. I wanted to spread it out a little bit. Hey pot. Some one, some two, some three. Hey, hey pot. Point this O's. is Kettle. This song is from 2015. Correct, but the song before it was from 2000, and the song before that was from 2010. I'm just saying, for some they're not all from 2015. Trying to call the 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 kettle black, the pot just picked this song from 2015. Just saying. Anyway, you speak gibberish, and everything I do has forethought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks, thanks for joining us, episode oh. 20. Yeah, bitch, you bitch. <laughs> Wubba dub dub. <laughs> do do your do your line. Okay, Rick. Do you know? Do your catchphrase, man. Take oh. us out. <laughs> oh, you want me? To, okay, so yeah. This, I'm the Lizza. <laughs> I'm the kid. We will see you next time. Uh... <laughs>